This is the Authentic Sex Podcast. Real life conversations about sex, pleasure and relationships. I'm your host, Juliet Allen. Welcome to episode 16 of the Authentic Sex Podcast. My name is Juliet Allen. I'm a sexologist and sex and relationship coach. And today I'm joined by my beautiful friend, Stacey O'Gorman. This is a bonus episode of Authentic Sex. It's not a new season. I'm just recording a few bonus episodes for you, for your listening ears. And I wanted to have some conversations with friends because, you know, I have beautiful friends in my life and they're all super amazing, beautiful people. And so this conversation today is with my friend Stacey, who has been on such a, uh, a transformational journey, I would call it, in life in the last few years. And, and I wanted her to be able to share that story. And I know that her story will inspire and, and give hope to a lot of women and men who are in relationship, who are in unhappy relationships, um, Oh, so much. There's so much in this episode and I really hope that you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed recording it with Stacey. Another news flash before we begin is Pleasure School opens in just a couple of weeks. So if you've been hanging out and wanting to join but not sure you know, whether it's the right time or, you know, it wasn't the right time last time. We do open on November 2nd for new enrollments and I am so looking forward to having you in the school. So if that, the Pleasure School resonates with you, you can find out more at juliet-allen.com. This episode of Authentic Sex is sponsored by the Juliet Pleasure Wand. The Juliet is a premium crystal pleasure wand designed to heighten your sexual energy, increase self-love and self-pleasure, expand your orgasmic experiences and connect you to your true sexual essence. You can read more and purchase your own crystal wand by visiting my website www.juliet-allen.com. Stacey, welcome to Authentic Sex. I am, I'm actually really excited to have you on the show. You've never been on here before, so you are an Authentic Sex virgin. And, and like, I'm actually feeling a little, not nervous, but um, less confident as usual because I don't know why, just because I'm usually so familiar with my guests in the last couple of seasons, but I'm really excited to have you on. So welcome. Thank you. It's an honor and a pleasure to be here. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> you messaged me this morning. I was like, yeah, girl. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. So I have for, for everybody listening, I have you on the show or I have Stacey on the show because Stacey, a little bit of background and I hope you don't mind me sharing. Stacey was actually a client of mine. And then we bumped into each other at a few events um, that I was running and we got along really great. And I just instantly just, we would just, I just feel like we laughed heaps and I just ended up telling you everything mm. about what was going in on in my life in those moments. And I was like, oh, this is like, you know, that doesn't happen often. So felt like a strong connection with you. And you're also really great friends with Leela, who's a, a mutual friend um mm. and yeah I wanted to get you on the show to talk about your journey 
up until where you are now because I find it really interesting and I feel like your story will inspire many women and men out there listening. Um, and, yeah, it's been quite the ride from when we first started working together, that's for sure. Indeed. So, yeah, so tell me a bit about um, your also, I forgot to say, you're a women's wellbeing mentor and educator. So um, I'd love to know, I mean, I'd love to hear about where your journey began and how you got to be doing what you're doing in the world now. And I know that lots has happened, but a few mm. topics I'd love to touch on would be um, navigating marriage at a young age, um, in particular what you have disclosed as a sexless marriage, which many will highly likely love to hear more about Mm. and then navigating divorce, but also burnout and running your own business and then giving it all up and traveling the world and so many, you know, changes and um, transitions and transformations have taken place over the last, I don't know, a few years. So Mm. let's start with working in London, working too hard, experiencing burnout, and making the decision to just let go of everything and travel. Cool. All right. Um, Yeah, so when I was in my early 20s, I moved to London and my whole background was in food and culinary arts. I studied to be a chef and I planned to kind of travel the world and hone my culinary expertise all over the world. And then I ended up staying put in London because I met my business partner and then we ended up uh, starting a bakery business together called Moran Girls and um, it was like instantly quite a success so we get we ended up having a bakery we had a couple of cookbooks it was like this roller coaster ride of like so much excitement and everything that I'd like dreamed of happening was happening and And at that same time, um, I met my um, ex-husband and we fell in love and we were best friends. And um, he was like my support, my safety, my like grounded space when I was kind of going through this like roller coaster ride of so much excitement with the business. Mm -hmm. And then... um, And then it was probably about four years into the business that I started my my health started to deteriorate and I was like work hard, play hard lifestyle, like ultimate, like I'd like fucking love showing out, taking all the drugs, getting like (laughs) every weekend. Yeah. And London. Cheap drugs. Yeah. So it was like, I would go to work and I'd be so stressed out from work. And then that would be my advice to kind of relieve myself from that stress. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I reached probably when I turned about 26, I reached a point where I was like, okay, actually, um, I started to suffer from really bad hormonal health issues. So I had, um, endometriosis. So like my symptoms Mm. were, chronic acne all over my neck, debilitating exhaustion, really severe anxiety, like having like panic attacks on my way to work. And then it kind of also led to like really um, like hard relationship times. So loss of libido, just like feeling like I felt like completely disconnected to my body, wasn't able to communicate like 
at all with my husband. Like he would try and address things and I'd be like, no, don't want to go there. Just want to push it to the side and like keep chugging along. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then I reached a point where I was actually, sorry. Sorry. Was the endo, I want to touch on the endo because that's something that a lot of people ask me about and a lot of women are suffering from. Um, Was that something, was the acne a symptom of the endometriosis and did you have any other symptoms like painful sex, um, you know, painful periods, all that? Yes. So I actually, after speaking to so many women after like my journey, I've realized that my case was like mild in comparison to what so many other women have. Women are having to have like operations and like have like, there's, there's stages of endo. Um, so my symptoms were like really painful periods, um, painful sex. So every time like there would be like a cock was inserted too deep in me it was like ow 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 like no Mm. and also I just it was just a no anyway in that whole region in fact I felt as if I was asexual I was like maybe I'm just Mm. not a sexual person maybe this is just like my journey and I'm just not sexual Mm. um so yeah those yeah painful periods Mm. painful sex hormonal acne exhaustion yeah no libido yeah okay cool yeah just good to um, know. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I started to, like, I had a point where I was just like, I just can't live. I can't, fun- I physically can't function like this anymore. So I started um, researching like how to heal endometriosis naturally. Um, and I started going to yoga and I think the yoga initially was just like physical exercise for me. It wasn't like I was going to yoga to like be namaste. It was like, this is physical exercise. That's how I perceived it at the time. And then I started to notice the benefits that it was having on my anxiety, just from actually breathing for one hour and focusing on my breath, as opposed to focusing on like the trillion fucking emails that I needed to get back to with Mm. like, yeah, the overload um, of the business. And that kind of led me on to doing more like yin based practices, which led me on to do more like womb yoga practices, which then led me on to like figuring out, whoa, like there's so much like power stored in my womb. And then I started going to like psychotherapy where we would tap into meditations that tapped me into my womb space. And every time we'd meet and she'd take me there I'd have like full blown like exorcisms of like so much would come out of me. And I was just like, what is this? Because I was so disconnected. I just had no idea that as women, we hold on to so much um, resentment and like pain and like, um, like, yeah, just a lot of like trauma energy gets stored in our womb space Mm. and it's this powerhouse once you like tap into it Mm. but so it was just all like coming out and I was just like this is so overwhelming and um then that led me on to kind of women's work and then um then I became more interested and more confident in learning about sexuality and and that's when actually a friend of mine introduced me to your podcast and then Mm. um and this was all the while while you're still in London running um, Meringue Girls, the business. Yes, and married. correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. And partying yeah. hard. Did and you ever push, 
did you link, did you ever link up, like put a link between partying hard, taking drugs and working hard to like major, um, you know, endometriosis and, um, <laughs> or were you just like, oh, I'll keep partying. Um, I definitely was in denial about it for okay, sure. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I did notice that when I was smoking heaps of cigarettes and I like, had alcohol, that like, my, my acne <laughs> would flare up a little bit. And my sister was like, you've got to put a stop to this. Like, this is the reason why. And I was just like, mm, I don't know if it's totally it. I think I've just got weird hormonal issues or like, I don't know. Like, I would make up excuses so I didn't have to like get rid of those vices. Yeah. Um, and then it just became like, yeah, I just couldn't function anymore. Um, yeah. And so then I started so what listening to... Sorry. Sorry. What, what did you find? Um, so you started listening to my podcast, but yeah. um, what did you find like was the biggest help to relieve the symptoms of endo? Like mm. yeah, where, when did you see the biggest shifts in your health? And, you know, I'm speaking from experience of also having endo and seeing what works, what doesn't, when it flares up, when it doesn't. But I'd yeah. love to hear like what you found helped most. Yeah. And I know we weren't planning on really going into this. Like I didn't yeah. even know you had it, but it's such a hot topic. So I'd really love yeah, to explore totally. it a bit more. Here we are. We get to the really um, juicy sex stuff. So alongside, alongside discovering your podcast, I also was discovering loads of amazing like books and resources at the same time around my hormonal health. And one of those resources was um, this book called Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti. And she is this like incredible, um, like doctor and she specializes in like women's hormonal health and like particularly she suffered from PCOS and healed herself naturally through diet exercise and living in alignment with her cycle as a woman mm. so um so that was fucking the biggest discovery of my life because when I was reading that book she talks about very scientifically about a lot to do with um, our cycle as women and our cyclical nature and how throughout our cycle we have, you know, four different stages. We've got our um, follicular phase, then we've got our ovulation, then we've got our luteal phase, then we've got our menstruation. And at each point in those phases, we should be, you know, exercising in a different way, eating in a different way, um, our brain functions in a different way throughout those cycles. So you can kind of create your lifestyle around because obviously as women we're, we're up and down we're ebbing and flowing we're not always hyper like energized and like mm. sometimes we don't have to be hyper energized it's like it's okay to nap and it's okay so it was just this thing that like essentially made me like I think the greatest thing that that has helped me on my journey with my hormonal health is actually seeing my period as a gift rather than a burden. So changing my mindset around my incredible power as a woman that I have this ability to go through the cycle of like death and rebirth every single mm. month. And that I have like these stages of like intense creativity and I have these stages of intense like rest and, and it's just like so beautiful mm. to have, have like, like tapped into that, power source as opposed to being like I fucking hate my period this is such a disturbance into my life and like why do mm. I have it this is so shit 
Mm. And yeah, so that's been huge in, in shifting it. And there was a stage in that book that changed, that was my light bulb moment that changed my life forever as well. And that was when I read, it got to like the last chapter and it was talking about how women in today's society um, are really like in their like hyper masculinity and they've neglected their femininity. And at that stage I had, had done little to like no research into that concept. And so I was like, wow, I was like, I have been in my masculine <laughs> so deeply mm. for so long and neglected my femininity. And it was like light bulb moment, went to work that day, told my partners I was leaving and I was going to travel the world. And it was just like this wow. hit of like, I need to like change it up and like follow my feminine flow. <laughs> Essentially. Yay. Yeah. So did you chat to your ex-husband um, about, obviously you chatted to your ex-husband about <laughs> traveling the world and you didn't just go tell your business partners and then oh, tell him did. like, how did you make that, um, you know, that transition? You said, obviously you didn't do that. I did do that. I did go oh and tell them. Oh my God. I did. But he was like, I'm so on board, but also like, you absolute bitch. <laughs> That is great. So, okay. So how did you make that transition? Like, um, practically, you know, as a couple who were living in London, working hard, um, partying hard, you mm. know, was it easy to make that, that decision? Was it just like, all right, we're doing this or did then a lot of doubts come up because so mm. many people are miserable in their career or their, mm. their business, the, the job they're choosing to be in. And many people will relate who are listening, who are just like, Oh my God, this is me. I'd love to do that. But how, how could I do that? You know, mm. how, how could I um, just up and go? And obviously right now, no one can up and go anywhere unless we're <laughs> traveling within our own country. Like, you know, perhaps like, uh, like we are, but yeah. How did you make that decision as a couple? Yeah. So, um, it was a conversation that we'd basically, we'd been wanting to do it for so long to travel the world and like be free and just like have that moment together. However, I always felt like I wasn't able to, because I was so tied to the business and I had so much like tied in the business. So I was like, I felt trapped and that I, as if I it was like, this is my everything. My whole identity is attached to this business. Like I'm myself and my partner were the face of the brand. So I was like really like freaking out about it, but my overwhelming urge and like epiphany moment was stronger than my urge to stay in this like, um, identity as like this Baker woman of London. So, um, I, 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 it took me six months to essentially like I put measures in place. So I was able to, exit myself from the business. And, um, so I, so I made sure that my partner was able to go on holiday before I left. So she was carrying on the business. So she Your was able to have partner. that time. Yeah. yeah. And then like making sure I was tying up the loose ends that, that I could remove myself from being the face of the business that I was doing or putting all the measures in place to do that. Um, mm. and that's kind of how it went down. And then we just saved as much money as we could and like just lived off like, 30 pounds a week to save all the money oh and then off we God. went <laughs> I was gonna yeah. ask how you did it financially because that's another thing yeah. that comes up for people is like I'd love to do that but I you know I don't know how I would so you just save yeah. like a mad woman just save like a mad woman and 
we just like shopped and like just had a budget and just like totally like were so committed to like living a life of like freedom that mm. it didn't really like I didn't really care that I couldn't go out anymore as much or only go out one day a week or actually I would like do things like <laughs> buy a bottle of wine from the off license and then like sneak it in my bag and like <laughs> oh my <laughs> take God, it to take it to pubs and like that's how I would save <laughs> my alcohol <laughs> oh my god that's really commitment that's commitment was, I was committed I wasn't fucking yeah. around <laughs> amazing okay so um did you sell the business what did you do with the business um attempted to sell the whole of the business but that wasn't an alignment with my business partners so um ended up selling my shares in the company in 2018 okay cool yeah amazing wow yeah all right okay so let's move on to the the sexless marriage (laughs) because this is a hot topic Um, you definitely were not alone. And if you're listening and you identify with having a sexless marriage, you're not alone. And, um, so I guess for me, what rings alarm bells is when I hear someone and I heard you say it, um, say I married my best friend and you know what, like I sometimes say to Nick, like you're my best friend, but I also know that he's actually my lover and my partner Mm. and that the ultimate best friends are my girlfriends, to be honest. And, you know, he is, you know, that, but it's not all that. But when I hear somebody say he's my best friend and that's the main reason like to be together is we're best friends. It just sometimes it doesn't feel right because there's got to be more than just being friends to a relationship. So do you want to, do you want to just share a little bit in respect to, your amazing ex-husband who you're still friends with and we will get into how that's possible afterwards. Yeah. Share a bit about that journey. Yeah. Um, so in the initial stages of our relationship, we definitely, um, there was like sexual romantic connection between us. Um, I would say it was never as fiery as um, like partners that I've, I've had in the past. Um, But it was, it was like deeper because it was like, we had such a deep, beautiful friendship and there was like all of these other elements to it. Like I felt so safe with him and I felt we would like laugh together and like cry together. And so I kind of, yeah, I kind of just, didn't really like think too much about it at the time. Like we were like, like, we were very intimate. So we were very like cuddly and like we would kiss and cuddle and like have sex, but it was never like mind blowing, skyrocketing, like epic sex. Mm -hmm. Um, There were probably a handful of times that that was the case. And then it kind of um, started to like sizzle out and then became kind of the elephant in the room. Um, and, and then, and then like, because I was going through all these hormonal issues and, um, stress from my business, I would put it down to me. And so I would be like, this is my issue. Maybe I'm just not a sexual person. I'm just asexual. Like Mm. it's not, it has nothing to do with you, all of that kind of, um, and then we decided to get, um, therapy together and start to like look into how can we um 
yeah, like essentially start having some sexy time together because this isn't normal. Um, and yeah. actually I would, I would even get like when my friends would talk about sex or, mm. um, like there were, yeah, conversations around sex with friends. I was like, felt like such a prude and I was like so triggered by it. And I was mm. like, Oh my God. Like I would notice myself being super judgmental of others and, um, and yeah, real prudy. Mm. And then, um, and then, yeah, we started getting therapy together, started, um, so we initially in London, we had therapy with another sex therapist first, mm. like face to face to face therapy. Um, yeah. And that was like interesting because I noticed how afraid I was at like, I remember having putting a lot on him and actually being so fearful of myself for communicating my needs and wants and desires because I didn't even know what they were. Mm. And I was so afraid to just like use my voice and like just communicate. Like I didn't know how, I didn't have any communication skills, any relating mm. communic. Like I was just like so afraid of it. Um, yeah. And then I guess we started to kind of unpack um, more and more as we gained these skills through working with her and then working with you and um, mm. having workbooks and exercises that we started to do we started to be able to have those conversations, but then, um, so we were able to talk freely about what was going on with more like certainty, but, but still there was this elephant in the room and still we didn't really want to do the exercises. And like, mm. we just kind of reached a point by the end of our trip, by the time we'd done our sessions with you, got to the end of our trip. Um, we'd had a full year of like traveling through Nepal and India and Sri Lanka and like, you know, living this life of freedom where mm. you think you'd be in your ultimate like sexual prime and mm. you're studying all these like magical ancient lineages and like, you know, like working with all these amazing people around sex and around like mindfulness mm. and um, coming into your body and embodiment. And still we weren't fucking. And I was just like, <laughs> you know what? My desire, like my desire to um, feel this like fucking life force energy, this like sexual energy in my body feels stronger than to stay in relationship. And this isn't mm. conducive to either of us because both of us are kind of getting a little bit resentful towards each other. And um, it just kind of, it just got to the point where we could, just couldn't stay together anymore because it wasn't a happy time in the end it was just kind of a bit shit and we were just like oh but we were so afraid to leave each other because that's your safety that's like your person mm -hmm. that's like your partner it's like your husband you know and you're like oh, but what is gonna happen on the other side of this like I'm gonna be alone and like what like no I couldn't possibly do that but then this urge to be able to like be free in my body and to like liberate myself sexually mm. just was just stronger and I just had to follow that and um yeah so I love that what I'm and what I'm hearing you say which I love is that you both were deeply committed to working on the relationship before you made that decision so it's not like you were like fuck this I'm not getting sex I'm out and it's not like mm. he was like that you were both really committed and I remember working with you and I remember the deep commitment that you both had to like showing up and and being there 
to, to learn and grow and do the homework and, you know, all that. And mm. so that's what I love about, about you, you both was that you, you did try your best to make it work. And it just, it, it's like, it wasn't working as lovers, but it was working as friends. Mm. And, mm. um, I have to interrupt this episode to let you know that today is sponsored by Pleasure School. Pleasure School is a monthly membership where together we study intimacy, conscious connections and how to embody our true sexual essence. Every month, students of Pleasure School access members-only educational content across a wide range of formats, including written, audio, video and guided home study. Pleasure School is led by myself, and I'm also joined by other teachers who are pioneering in the fields of sexuality, relationships, and holistic health. This is your chance to join a unique online school like no other in the world. Learn more and join Pleasure School at www.juliet-allen.com. That's J-U-L-I-E-T hyphen A-L-L-E-N Dot com. Yeah. So how did you, did you just have a conversation? Like obviously you had many conversations, but was yeah. it just one day that you basically had the conversation and both agreed, like it's time to transition this into perhaps something new and not trying to be lovers when we haven't been for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was the, well, we had one conversation just before we started working with you and that was, we're going into this work with the knowledge that this might not work. And so mm-hmm. this is, this is the, like either like the beginning of something like that is going to transform our relationship or it's like the beginning of the end of us. And so we both kind of like made a pact to be like, we're willing to do the work because this isn't, we want to evolve and like better ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't want to sit in the stuck place of like not moving anywhere. So that was a pact that we made prior to working with you. And then um, at the end, end of our trip we were in Cambodia at a healing retreat and we were both um we were both just got like helpers there we're gonna work we're gonna live and kind of help there for like a month and um I remember we were basically like in a funny space and and we were like okay but it'll be fine because we'll be able to have space there and like you'll probably be able to have your own little shack and I'll be able to have my own little shack and we can just have separate times and then we realized that we were like stuck in this tiny like dark shack with like fucking echoes everywhere and like (laughs) and like we we were like put on all the same roles together like duties together at this healing retreat and I was just like there is no spaciousness like this is like the most concentrated fucking shit show in the world and so I don't know I just journaled I just had a day of just journaling everything down that I wanted for myself I remember writing down like what do I want like what do I desire in life like how what do I want and I wrote Mm -hmm. down like sexual liberation is like my number one thing and Mm -hmm. what that looks like for me and like where I want to be in the world and like all this stuff and then I just essentially read out this list to him and and was really clear for the first time on like what it was that I wanted and I just said um and yeah that I I don't know if we can do that together and he was just totally in agreement. um it was like we both knew we just both knew it was like at the end and so mm. then he um 
left and um then we met up like a couple of weeks later and and yeah it was like this mutual like very mutual knowing and a knowing that this wasn't right um mm. and that we love each other deeply and always will but mm. this is this time when our we go our separate ways and mm. yeah it was fucking awful and heartbreaking and like mm. the hardest thing that I've ever gone through and the mm. aftermath of that like the aftermath of that is like the scariest thing that you just do it because you know that there, it's like you innately know something there's more you know there's mm. more to explore yeah wow thanks for sharing yeah, I bet so many women I've never shared that one publicly so well yeah, there you that's... go there's a first time for everything <laughs> I love hearing that because I know that if mm. I was in a relationship that I wasn't happy in that story would give me some form of inspiration or hope yeah. that you you will be okay if you end the relationship because I know you're you know since then I've seen you various times and you're yeah. just like glowing and in feeling inspired and yeah. exploring Tantra and all these amazing, yeah. you know, um, modalities and yeah. So it can, there's hope for a lot of people hearing that. So thank you. Totally. totally. So, um, so you're from New Zealand, for those who are listening to Stacey's accent, wondering, is she Australian? Is she New Zealand? Where is she from? <laughs> um, so you're from New Zealand. So you moved back to New Zealand, which is where you are now, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then how did you transition from being husband and wife to being now friends? I know before we started recording, you know, you said that you called, I'm going to leave his name out just out of respect, yeah. but you called yeah. your ex-husband and said, you know, I'm going on Juliet's podcast. And, and like, so obviously you're friends, which is beautiful. How did you transition mm. into that? Because that's something that I haven't fully mastered. I'm quite interested in hearing. And I know lots of mm. other people ask about a lot mm. um yeah so there was just so much um mutual respect in our relationship and mm. um I think also like I've been pondering on this but like because it wasn't like this like super like fiery fucking like you know sex all the time fighting all the time kind of like dynamic it was actually just like busies. So I don't know if I think we essentially didn't talk for ages. Like we didn't talk mm. for like, like a couple of months. Um, or, mm. Yeah. Had was that, that intentional? Really intentional to space of yeah. heart um, yeah. straight away. And then, um, I mean, there's definitely been moments on my, like my behalf where I've been like, um, Oh my God, have I made the right decision? Maybe you want to get mm. back with him. Like, oh, this is not, um, this is wrong. And I've like attempted to um, like proposition <laughs> getting mm. back together with him and like having open relationships. And he's just like, sister, back up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a no, like you made your bed. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. God, wise, you're so wise. Um, and so I, I think it's just like the strength from like, 
my initial decision, our decision together, then him like holding his ground and just knowing, doing the work, like doing the work like, like throughout and then afterwards as well. So like making sure I'm like holding myself accountable. I mean, I'm not going to speak for him, but yeah, like doing the work afterwards has been the most amazing thing. And I think, um, and yeah, we would meet up every like, I don't know, a couple of months or something and just have a check-in and each time we'd have a check-in, it would get better and better and better. And sometimes it was hard and sometimes it was like, oh, I feel sad and drained after that meetup and actually I love you and I want to be with you. And then it just kind of, we, we've just reached a point, I think, re- honestly, quite recently in the last like couple of months maybe, where mm. it's been like, um, we've both have had other partners that we've been with and we've both experienced like really fucking ecstatic. I mean, actually, I'm just going to talk for myself because I don't feel it. It's, yeah, I'm just going to talk for me. Mm. I've had really ecstatic, beautiful experiences um, with other partners. And um, yeah, I think that I've realized that missing piece is a fundamental part of, of a romantic relationship and that actually I fucking love him like a dear, Mm. dear, dear friend and brother. And, um, Mm. yeah, so we've reached that point through mutual respect and doing the work. And, um, when you, when you say doing the work, what do you mean by that for those who are like, cause you know how lots of people these days say like, do the work and like, I'm going to do the work. And it's like, okay, what, what, what is that for you? Cause it's different for everyone. So what are some practical things you've done or, or like things you've invested in time and money wise to heal from, you know, going through a divorce and navigating that? Um, yeah. What have you done? Beautiful. Um, so instantly, as soon as I, um, we broke up, I booked it. <laughs> I booked oh. a sexual, sexual shamanic tantric. <laughs> in Melbourne um, was that <laughs> yeah remember when we were, I was coaching you guys and I was like oh you should go to Ista and like you're just like yes. oh, yeah. and then you booked it in as soon as you broke yeah. up that's something yes. I'd do I'd be like all right yeah bye and I'd just be like online just like well yes. I was like we should do Ista he's like I don't want to do Ista I was like cool and as soon as we broke up I was like book it up, like get me there immediately. And so that was like fucking groundbreaking for me. That was groundbreaking for me, that that Mr. Level One in Melbourne. Um, just in terms of like diving deep into my sexuality, like facing all of my like sexual trauma wounds head on and like literally like <laughs> doing all the things that you do in Ista that we're not allowed to speak about because <laughs> the first rule yeah. about Esther is you don't speak about what you do at Esther. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so um, lots of, like, and then I, six months later, did level one and two in New Zealand at Hyden Temple. Um, and so dived really head first into a lot of, like, sexuality-based stuff um Mm. also dived really into a lot of like embodiment work so um Mm. did some dancing eros um in new zealand and then also had like um i i became a like a yoga teacher trained in um, india Mm. when i was traveling the world so like just making sure i was like doing a like daily practice or like you know like doing lots of like actual like 
mindfulness slash physical work. Um, yeah. and, and then also just looking after my body way better, just like making sure that I was like looking after, like stopped drinking essentially would have random blowouts, but like just didn't really like want to drink or, mm. um, take drugs or do any of the things that were once my vices because I'd found new vices, which were, you know, actually like looking at myself and empowering myself through, through that kind of thing and finding those, those experiences of like breath work or sexuality or tantra being like these altering states of consciousness. So I was like, well, I just don't need that shit anymore because this is way more profound than I've got there just with being with myself and my body. Plus you don't have a hangover from those things. Well, you can have like, you, you sometimes you can be like, well, yeah. alrighty, I did that. But um, yeah, to be honest, yes. <laughs> yeah. To that, yes, to that. To, yeah, when I did, I took it a little bit too far with the um, pushing in all of this and courses <laughs> in the one space of time, and I just thought, I've taken this too far. I need to have a little break. <laughs> You know, yeah, you, but you can, I think, like, you can get into, quote, unquote, doing the work and whether it's mm. Tantra or other um, personal development courses or whatever, I think mm. we can actually get so, like, caught up in that world and, and, and totally. it's like we become addicted to just attending one workshop after the other after the other, that then that becomes a form of avoidance. And I've done that where I'm just like, I'm literally leaving say an ISTA and I'm like signing up to some other random fucking conscious squirting event or something. I don't know, (laughs) you know, something like, uh, like random. Oh yeah. There's a spanking workshop. I'll just go straight from this to that. And it's like, (laughs) after a while I started to just be like, okay, I need to slow down, integrate and stop distracting myself with the work because the work is actually integrating this into my life. Is that that kind of what happened for you in a way? That is wholeheartedly what happened for me. That was like, I went from like one extreme, which was like alcohol, drugs and partying to the next extreme, which was like the like doing as much of that kind of like, stuff as I possibly could. And then I, I absolutely had a moment of like burnout <laughs> after my yeah. level two where I was like, Oh fuck. Like I've not given myself integration time. And this is just like, I'm not grounded on my feet. I haven't like, yeah, I just need to just like be okay with just being as opposed to like mm. constantly doing and constantly trying to fix and constantly like grasping outside of myself actually what I already have and also just taking time to soak yeah integrate so soak in the learnings that you've had and just like have fun with that and like real time as opposed to Mm. like yeah constantly Mm. trying to push 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 because yeah yeah, it's like like pushing in career pushing in business pushing to create like if the juice isn't Mm. there and then pushing in a relationship that isn't working and then pushing to do all this personal development to somehow transform yourself when really sometimes all we need to do is just like rest and be yeah and have fun and experience more joy Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. But I guess you've got to learn from <laughs> like the only way I learned that was through actually doing it through diving in and then being like, Oh fuck. 
no, actually, I got to back out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so now well, I understand the yeah the power of just being and relaxing and chilling. Mm. Yeah. So, um, just a few more questions before we wrap up. What was yes. say a couple of t- big take take homes or or big things that you learned when exploring tantra? Because lots of people listening want to explore tantra, they haven't yet, mm. but like. Well, yeah, what are a couple of the things that you learned that you've kind of continued to um, practice or just remind yourself of on a, on a regular basis? Mm. Um, yeah, number one is because I wasn't, like I've never actually, like up until very recently, I was like I'd never had an orgasm and I'd mm. always put heaps of pressure on the act of like orgasm or the act of penetration. And so one thing that um, Tantra taught me was that like it's all in the like subtle body and like it's all like let go of the idea of orgasm, like just get mm. rid of that from your like just get rid of it because that's Mm. what's blocking you from having it essentially. Mm -hmm. And so once I was able to let go of that goal and just be, and like whether that's through self pleasure or with another partner and able just to just like be and like bring like slowness and softness and no goal to it. That's been Mm. probably the most profound thing for my sex life. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. Cool. And any like daily yeah. practices or anything else? You, if you don't have to share, if you can't think of anything right now, I love that one no. that you shared. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, probably also just like, this is, doesn't sound super sexy, but it's like being, if I'm with a, I'm with a partner, um, it's like being able to communicate where I'm at that day, showing up exactly as I am and being like, honestly before we engage I just need to like express what's going on for me right now Mm. and just like actually like getting out everything and then like also communicating any like insecurities or anything that's up that's going on for me so I'm able to be like okay I can relax in my body like it's safe for me to relax in my body so yeah like that's with a partner and then just daily practices I mean daily practices I've actually been recently not doing like physical self-pleasure but I've been doing loads of breath work and like just channeling sexual energy through breath and Mm. like subtle touch most mornings um yeah yeah. good on you Hmm. I like that Leela actually touched on that um in her episode which was um published last week and she said um that she actually hasn't been self-pleasuring much either, but like Mm. also just taking the pressure off having to like physically self-pleasure and just enjoy the subtle energy. And I'm the same. Like I I Mm. haven't self-pleasured for ages, to be honest. I don't feel Mm. the need to right now. And I have no issues with not wanting to. It doesn't mean that Mm. I don't love myself. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm not horny, all that. But it's just like, I love hearing other women say that because it reminds us all that we don't have to be, you know, fucking ourselves with a a dildo every day to be like (laughs) fulfilled or having sex every day to to feel fulfilled. We can still be an erotic woman or an erotic human, even if you're, you know, no matter what gender without having Mm. to have physical sex. So yeah, I like that. Mm. Okay. I have a couple of last questions. What turns you off? What turns you off in the bedroom? 
Like, what do you really? Mm. You're just like, bang, 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 bang. Turns me off in a bit. <laughs> um, hmm. I put you on the spot, but that I. Oh my god! That. Yeah. Um. Like, like really frisky, like, like fast, like tooth when like it just becomes about the fuck, and it's just this like frisky, like. <laughs> Pounding, like I, I, I don't mind that when it's like morphed with, um, <laughs> morphed with like slow and sensual and like you know rough and beautiful. But just like when it's I love just... the actions right now. People listening <laughs> can't see the actions, but you should see she looks like a really wriggly, like skinny, see-through, like snake movement. You know those really <laughs> gross like worms. She's like moving like that. <laughs> Like a frisky fuck that is just that. It's just that. It's like we're just pounding and like we're just pounding it out. <laughs> that for me is just I'm like I always left feeling like, uh, that wasn't mm. good. That just didn't, yeah. So, yeah. Or, I don't know actually. <laughs> That's okay. That's a good one. I actually thought about it. What turns you on? What's the opposite? What's like a big turn on? The ultimate turn on for me is um, like being adored, like someone telling me like you're beautiful, like telling me like the parts of me that they love and like essentially like if I'm like being adorned with words of affirmation, I'm just like my heart is just like cracking open and I'm just like, honey take me <laughs> yay i agree i yeah. love that's one of my love languages words of yes same yeah that's yeah. a good answer i like that but mm. lots of people can relate so mm. um before we wrap up tell me about what you're doing as a mentor and educator like because people may resonate with you and want to find out more so you could give actually first give us your instagram and website and then tell us about what uh, you know what you do what Beautiful. you're doing yeah. So, um, my Instagram is stacy.o.gorman. So that's S T A C E Y dot O dot G O R M A N. Um, and my website is www.stacyogorman.com. Um, Great website, by the way, I really, I've thank had you. A before recording cause I was like, I better get up to date on everything. And, um, it's so pretty. I love that video of you Aww, in the background. Thank you. Yeah, I actually yeah. Bookmarked, bookmarked it to give to my designer to be like, make nice. me these. <laughs> nice. My flatty, um, my, well, my ex flatty Blaze made it for me and she's a fucking queen. She's like 22-year-old goddess. I feel like the youth, the youth know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> that makes us yeah. sound so old. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's um, like, Blaze, yes. teach me your ways. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about your, like, what, how you are working with clients at the moment and um, what you're doing. Yeah. So it's actually kind of a new thing. Um, a lockdown birthing, <laughs> um, that happened when I was just like, basically I've, I've, I've learned so much. I've gone on such a journey for this last like three, four years and I've got like stuff to share. So I just started like coaching women one-on-one, -on -one, um, mm -hmm. Uh, speaking from my own personal experiences and um, and courses and things that I've done, um, mm. and 
so yeah and then like have been um featuring on multiple podcasts and have started running workshops as as well so Mm. um yeah i feel like it's just like organically been happening for the last like three or four months now and Mm. um yeah so mostly working with women around um the issue of burnout of like yeah fatigue of like feeling disconnected with their sexuality um Mm. feeling like a disconnect between their like mind body spirit connection Mm. um uh, anything to do with yeah sexuality like Mm. business even creative business um just all of my own learnings and yeah yay that sounds fun yeah. Well, and if people want to hear more, then I'm gathering that on your Instagram, you would post other podcasts that you've been on. So if you're listening and yes. you, is that right? Yeah. If you're listening and yeah. you like listening to Stacey, then you can listen to her on other podcasts that you've been on. Yes. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think that's everything I wanted to hear. Um, and I'm well, just, yeah, I feel really grateful for your time and Mm. for having, you know, you as a woman who inspires me in my life. And yeah, Mm. thank you for, you know, taking time out today and hopefully we get to hang out if you come here or if I'm over Mm. there in New Zealand. Yeah. When we can, when we can travel to each other's lands. Yeah. When we're allowed, (laughs) when we're allowed, when we're allowed, which is, yeah. Alrighty. Thank you, Jules. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Authentic Sex Podcast. If you love the show, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a review. I would also love it if you share the podcast with your friends, family, and your Instagram followers. Doing this together as a community, we can make an impact and support the world to feel more sexually empowered and free. And if you'd like to join me for daily updates and sex inspiration, find me on Instagram at Juliet, J-U-L-I-E-T underscore Allen, A-L-L-E-N. You can also head on over to my website to join Pleasure School or purchase your very own Juliet Crystal Pleasure Wand, www.juliet-allen.com. 